This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with Bill Chastain, our MLB.com Rays reporter as we talk about this Tampa Bay Rays team as we get closer and closer to spring training. So close, Bill, that Rays Truck Day was last Wednesday. Of course, these truck days have become kind of a big thing around baseball when they load up the equipment truck and, and send it down to Florida or Arizona or in the Rays case, they send it, what, 90 miles, maybe, <laughs> something like that. It's they a little have- bit different. Not quite as dramatic. Yeah, I think they have the shortest of all. Tra- well, no, they're not the shortest because the D-backs would actually be uh, be shorter, I think. But they're right. certainly right up there in the shortest trips of any truck. That being said, uh, the mascot was there, and it was still a celebration. And I think it's just good for fans to know that, Bill, it's coming quickly, even if still a lot of teams have a lot of moves to make. Totally, yeah. Uh... You know, and and there were certain, you know, several players were there working out, and uh, you know things are going on as as normal. You know, it's it's funny. Uh, a lot of these players are in limbo right now because it's uh, everything's been so slow moving in the off season uh, that I don't think a lot of teams are really set yet. So uh, some of these guys are working out with the expectation that they're going to be with the same team. Uh, you know, having nothing else on the table. So it, it's been an interesting off season. It certainly has been. You think about things to do for the Rays. They've obviously done, really at this point, as much as any team. They've made some moves. They've made some big trades that have obviously been big headlines. Now, Chris Archer came out in the last week and said that he's spoken with general manager Eric Neander, and he is confident. He didn't get into details of the discussion so much, but said he is confident after talking to him that he will not be traded. Of course, all of that can change, but you would think if that's the vibe that Chris Archer got, that maybe the Rays are not heading in that direction, although you also hear reports that ongoing discussions are happening. Yeah, and, and, and uh, Archer, you know, uh, he really came off like a veteran. He's calm, and, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I've talked to him, and it's kind of the vibe I'm getting, but then again, he understands that it is a business and something could change quickly, you know, but uh, all the dominoes certainly haven't fallen yet for this offseason, so I, I think... Uh, you know, it could be a crazy rush to the finish. Yeah, certainly could be. And I, I just don't get the necessarily the idea of trading Archer because there's so much time left on that friendly team-friendly contract. Um, even if this is a slight rebuild situation, you just still have Chris Archer when you're done. So I like to keep him, to have him staying put in Tampa Bay. All right, the top 10 prospect list continued to come out last week. They finished up leading into Saturday night's top 100 prospect list unveiling on MLB Network and MLB.com. You can now check that out on MLB Pipeline, the full 100, along with the top 10 lists. 
Uh, as far as the Rays go, the top 10 shortstops came out late last week, and no surprise that Willie Adamas made the list. Number six, and then on Saturday night when the top 100 was released, Adamas came in at number 22 overall, which is pretty good, especially when you think Brent Honeywell was number 12. So the Rays with two players in the top 25, that's a nice spot to be in. As far as Adamas goes, though, he's 22 years old. It seems like he's going to be knocking on the door here at twenty eight in 2018, doesn't it? Yeah, and I mean, this is another one of those moves that the Rays are going to have to, or situations that the Rays are going to have to look at, because they're very comfortable at shortstop with uh, Hechevarria, uh, who really did a lot of nice things last year. But uh, Adamus has done pretty much what he can do at the minor league level. So uh, when does he get that shot? And uh, they always say that the, the player drives that train. So, um, you know, I guess it's up to Willie, but uh, it is interesting. And, and he's really been on the radar ever since the David Price trade. So it's, you know, to see a guy, particularly a hitter, it comes into focus that far back. You know, I think he was 18 at the time, uh, you know, low minor leagues, but uh, he had something that made him special, you know, for that deal. And, and to see him move station to station and succeed all the way, uh, it's kind of hard uh, not to picture him succeeding at the major league level. I think you have to give a lot of credit to the Rays scouting department and everything as well, because I remember on the trade deadline day there when the Rays acquired Adamas, the initial reaction to that deal was, oh, wait, did the Rays really get enough in this deal? And then you started to hear murmurings, well, this 18-year-old kid that a lot of people don't know about actually has huge upside, and he has certainly come through, and he's starting to really show that. Um, really, his from day one with the Rays, he's looked like a top prospect, but he didn't necessarily look like that in the year before that. So props to the scouting department for, for seeing him in another team's organization and being able to pluck him away in that trade. Yeah, and, and and one of the bigger things about him too is his makeup. Uh, the scouting or the farm director Mitch Lukovic, as you know, one thing he said to me has always resonated. You know, he's and I've and I've talked to Willie, you know, some during spring training the past couple of years, but uh, you know that he has the it factor, and you know it means a lot when a, a kid from a foreign for a foreign country uh, goes out and, and picks up the language real quick. You know, it shows his eagerness to learn. You know, he speaks uh, fluent English now, so. Uh, you know, how many of us English-speaking Americans speak two languages, right? Yeah. So um, uh, he's just a, a above-average kid off the field, and, and you know, to go with above-average baseball abilities, you know, really makes him something special, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to pick up as much Spanish as I can, and it's a constant struggle. So I'm amazed by these guys that come over and within a year are able to really grasp the English language and, and do interviews. It's It's amazing. So props to him for that as well. Hall of Fame uh, final voting voting came out last Wednesday. Four players are headed to the Hall of Fame uh, in Cooperstown. Uh, Fred McGriff not among them. Not a big surprise there. Uh, 23.2% was the, the final tally in his ninth year on the ballot bill. Uh, one year left. Obviously, that's not a jump that anybody can make from 23.2% to, to 75%. I would, I would imagine that he will get some sort of boost in his final year on the ballot, and maybe that kind of springs him into a discussion in years to come with a Veterans Committee because I just feel like he hasn't gotten the, the quite the look that he should have. I wonder what kind of a... Uh, look he may get from a veterans committee. Do you think he maybe has a chance down the road going that route? You never know what happens in those discussions. Well, you hope he would. Uh, I, you know, I saw him play a lot, and, and I know him personally, uh, and about as steady as it gets. I mean, in, you know, 
10, 30 home run seasons. You just don't see that. I mean, uh, you know, the king of the home runs before, you know, Bonds and McGuire was Hank Aaron and his was 40 home run seasons. But sometimes I think you kind of fall asleep and just pencil in that 30 home runs and say, you know, uh, it's, it's nice when you're not worried about it. And I think maybe sometimes the fact that he was so, um, not charismatic, you know, the way he, uh, you know, conducted himself, you know, or flashy, but he was getting the job done, you know, and he was a feared hitter up there. I remember, <laughs> I remember covering one of the world's, uh, one of the national league, uh, championship games. And I remember John Crutt described the ball that he hit in the upper deck and Philly is killing a whole family. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> he, he was pretty scary up there. But, uh, you know, you, you hope if he doesn't make the jump next year and, and it sounds like, you know, that's pretty remote uh, chances based on what we've seen in the past that, that he will get another shot through the Veterans Committee. One more thing I wanted to touch on with you, just to, your thoughts on him as a pitcher. Jake Odorizzi, um, obviously still a young player, um, coming along with the Rays here um, as he goes early on in his career still. But a story by Zach Kreiser out on MLB.com. It, it uses a lot of advanced metrics, and his basic point in the story, Bill, is that Jake Odorizzi could be set up to have a breakout season in 2018. Now, obviously, that's something Rays fans love to hear. Um, the point that he makes is that while Odorizzi's four-seam fastball is a great outpitch, a pitch he can throw in the strikeout, in the strike zone and get swings and misses, he actually also gave up a lot of home runs off of it in 2017. But he said he made the adjustment, according to the statistical data, started throwing out of the strike zone a little bit in strike counts and, and using his cutter a little more. And based on that, he thinks it may improve the four-seamer and, and make him that much more effective and maybe be able to have a breakout season. Now, that's a lot of ifs and buts and numbers and not just seeing a guy pitch. You get to watch this guy pitch hopefully 30 times a season as he makes starts. As you've seen him go from season to season, the numbers kind of backed up a little bit last year, but do you feel like he's still a guy that, that's improving every year and, and making adjustments? Oh, I, I totally believe in this guy. I, I like, you know, and I thought last year would be a year where you'd see it because the way he ended previous season. But unfortunately for Odorizzi, he uh, battled injuries all last year. And, and it's really critical when you're a pitcher and, you know, you're, you're trying to paint the strike zone and, and your back hurts just a little bit, just enough to make you compensate a little bit different. So you're throwing just a little bit different, and that kind of takes away from your control. He's a really smart guy uh, about the way he pitches and, um, you know, just like him to make adjustments. So I think he'll figure it out. And I think, you know, he's, he's a great guy to have in that rotation because he's going to normally give you, you know, last year he only gave you 28 starts, but, you know, some of that was based on injuries. But, you know, usually he's 30-plus starts. And, you know, plug a guy in like that at number two or number three and, and, uh, and just forget about it. I think it's, it's a pretty nice situation to be in. Yeah, and hopefully the Rays are in that situation. Obviously, uh, trade rumors swirl around Odorizzi as well. And if you want to check out that article, it is on MLB.com. There's some heat maps included in there and all sorts of graphical stuff as well, uh, backing up Zach's point. But um, but as you said, plenty of other reasons to think that he could have a big season as well. All right, Bill, this has been MLB.com Extras, our Rays edition. For Bill Chastain, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.
It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.